Hello, we are the Illinois State Board of Education and we love Illinois schools. I'm Dusty Rhodes, part of the public relations team at ISBE. We have a guest host for this episode. My colleague Lindsay Record spoke with Dr. Ryan Wamser and Matt Weld from the Regional Office of Education 40 in Southwestern Illinois. Ryan and Matt offer professional development for educators, including a popular workshop based on the hit comedy, Ted Lasso. If you've never watched Ted Lasso, that's okay. It can still transform your leadership practice. Just listen. Ryan and Matt, thanks so much for being here. We're here today to talk about your administrative academy that is based on the hit Apple TV show, Ted Lasso. How did this idea come to be? And does it matter if an attendee has seen the show or not? Well, we, uh, when we started this, uh, I, I'm a huge Ted Lasso fan. I'm a huge television and movie fan. And to be quite honest, Matt is not a huge television and movie fan. And uh, I came to Matt and I said, have you seen the show Ted Lasso? The entirety of this, two, the first two seasons, it really encompasses what it means to be a good leader. It also encompasses a lot of the um, SEL standards that we're talking about on a daily basis. And we need to create an admin academy out of this because it'll be great, but it'll also be a lot of fun for us to do. And so I kind of I kind of put it on Matt to subscribe to Apple TV and binge the show. <laughs> and I think that's kind of what happened, right, Matt? That's exactly what happened. You get to watch TV for work, and that's kind of the way we uh, bring it to our our audience too. They get to enjoy clips from the show and learn valuable lessons in the process. Uh, even if you've never seen the show before. You will instantly become a fan, but you'll, you're not going to miss out anything by not having seen the show. I think my fan, fandom of it comes from it, it has a Midwestern sensibility. It's, it's the humor and the positivity of it is kind of encompasses, you know, our background and our kind of sensibility that we have, um, you know, that our teachers and administrators appreciate. And so that's kind of why I got hooked in it. Uh, you know, and, and we hear this so often now, and, and what Ted Lasso believes in is, you know, is great leaders, you know, start with being, you know, the most positive people in the room. And we've heard this, you know, numerous times when you when you, you know, look for the, the worst leader in the room and you're going to find the most negative person, and, and Ted, you know, exemplifies the exact opposite of that. How has the character of Ted Lasso resonated with you as a source of leadership and social-emotional learning lessons? And further, what does coaching soccer have to do with leading schools? As teachers, we're good coaches in general, and as leaders, we're good coaches. That's our job is to motivate people. And the reason why I think Ted Lasso resonated was something that we all needed post-pandemic was, you know, somebody who's positive and who is the rah-rah person because we need that in our lives because we got so much of the opposite of that throughout the last three years. And so when we link this back to the SEL work, whether the writers and the creators and Jason Sudeikis, the creator of Ted Lasso, realized what he was doing is so much of what Ted does is research-based leadership. Whether you're, you know, leading a billion-dollar soccer club or you're leading a school district, what he does, whether intentional as the writers did or not intentional, his leadership style and his work and his self-awareness, self-management, his, you know, relationship skills, the social awareness that he puts on, you know, those are the basics of SEL standards. 
and I don't think they're sitting down and looking at SEL standards when they're creating the show, but it's almost as if the intentions are there to truly look at what what good research-based leadership and social-emotional learning looks like, and it, it's really, it resonated that we could link it back to it. And it also gives us a reason to talk about my favorite show when we can link it back to important topics like that. Okay. There are so many great lessons to draw from on this show, but I'd like to hear from each of you. Can you pick your favorite lasso lesson? And Ryan, I'll start with you. That's hard. In our uh, PD, when we do it a full day for administrators, we boiled it down to eight lessons. And in reality, we have about a hundred that we could choose from. Uh, probably the overall, the overarching one that's all about what Ted's about is that we have to believe in something, and that's that's kind of our first lesson. That's kind of what Ted believes in. What you know, you see the the term believe. That's what the sign hanging up in the locker room. As leaders and as administrators, superintendents, we have to make sure that we are, you know, letting our staff, letting our communities know what we believe in. We believe in public education. We believe in the work that we are doing and the importance of it. You need to have a driving force, and if you're not constantly putting it out there and communicating it and letting people know what what your mission is, what your vision is and you're really not doing the best job you can do. So that's probably my favorite is, is, our, is our number one lesson, which is to believe in something and make sure we communicate it. Great. Matt, how about you? Well, like Ryan said, there are so many possibilities. I think I'm going to take the, the more SEL route, and I'm going to go with the, the lesson that's admit when you're wrong and learn to forgive because every one of us in the room as leaders, we're human, right? Humans make mistakes, and there's always going to be conflict when there are people interacting with each other. And that, that's inevitable. That's an assumption that we have to make when we work with schools and when we work with people. And so we need to repair those relationships that have been harmed with conflict. And that's hard to do. You know, when you're supposed to be the leader who has all the answers and people look up to you as like, you know, <laughs> this is this this is the answer key to the school standing right here. We need to be able to step back and repair those relationships by learning how to apologize when it's necessary, and then what makes a good apology. But then on the other side, if someone apologizes to us, we need to learn how to forgive. Right? It's for us, but it's that it's that two way street of repairing relationships because relationships are key to, well, everything. So that would be my favorite one. Great. I was sure one of you was going to say, be a goldfish. So we'll have our listeners Google that one. Uh, <laughs> like you said, it's hard to pick. It's like your favorite child. Which one's your favorite child? I could, I love them all. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit more. Maybe this will build into some more lasso lessons. But I'm wondering, you know, Ryan, you had mentioned a little bit about um, the character Ted Lasso is known for his positivity. So what are some ways that school leaders can adopt some of these lessons to create a more positive and inclusive school culture? Absolutely. One of the lessons we talk about, the key to success of any leader is relationship building. So there's nothing more, you know, SEL or, or being a, a, a positive principal or, or superintendent is whether you can build a coalition, build relationships with people. And that's what makes Ted the leader that he is, is how he builds relationships with people. Just the simple little minute things that are in the show that you think are, you know, those are 
those aren't really big deals, but those are the big positive deals that make people want to work for somebody who is a positive leader. And it's just little things like everybody's equal. You know, everybody has, has voice in the room. Everybody has the ability to, you know, contribute that no one in the school district is better than anyone else. And that's from the moment Ted walks on onto the screen, we meet Ted on the show, you know, from the moment he meets his cab driver that picks him up at the airport to take him to the job at, at the soccer team, to the moment he meets the, you know, the clubhouse attendant, Nate, everybody there is treated the same, given the same amount of respect. No one is better because they have a title of superintendent or they have the title of janitor, custodian, secretary, teacher, AP teacher versus PE teacher versus whatever. And so I think that's one of the positive things. And that sometimes we forget that and we forget that the functioning of, of, a, of an elementary school, our teachers are important, our principal's important, but, you know, if our cafeteria workers aren't part of that team and don't realize and we don't let them know how important they are, how our playground monitors, our bus drivers, you know, those people who sometimes we forget about, um, you know, Ted reminds us that we need to be positive and need to make sure that we're incorporating everybody on a daily basis into um, you know, our entire systems that we're all, you know, we're all part of the team. And so, Ted, you know, things Ted does, you know, he accepts ideas, he gets information from everybody, he uses everyone's name, he learns everybody's name, he uses their names, those are the minor things that we forget. But, you know, if you can remember every, you know, if you're a superintendent and you can remember every kindergartner's name, that's going to, that's worth its weight in gold. Um, you know, he gets up, he goes and, and, and when he wants to, you know, build relationships, he doesn't wait for people to come to him. He goes to people, you know, he talks to people with with respect. He He's positive. He never, even when the going gets tough, you know, he still responds with kindness and love. And that's, you know, that's something that we can all do, whether we're, you know, disciplining a, a student as a principal or we're disciplining a, an employee, we can still do that with respect and with, with love. And that's that's one of the positive things that I think, you know, we see throughout the TV show and why why I'm really drawn to it. So now I want to kind of shift and talk a little bit about your work and, like, how you came to this SEL work. So both of you are part of an effort to support schools in establishing and expanding SEL programming in your region. So can you um, tell me a little about your roles and the work that you're doing? And, Matt, can you start us off here? Uh, yeah, so I am the SEL coach for the Area 5 SEL Hub, and Ryan is the grant director. So we are kind of co-spearheading this, this effort to bring SEL or social-emotional learning awareness to the districts in our, in our area. In Area 5, there are, there are six areas plus Chicago Public Schools. Um, and so in those 13 counties, our role, as we've defined it, is to bring teams together and take them through an, a self-assessment process and then an action planning process and then bringing them together, supporting them as they develop these action plans throughout the year and then following that. So we're lucky yeah. enough we get to, we get to provide, uh, you know, any SEL-related professional development as part of the grant to support the work, and so we've even linked we've even linked this SEL hub work back to Ted Lasso, because when we do our presentation, we 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 sell the work throughout the state that that's 
going on, not just in our area, but like Matt said, throughout the state. And so, you know, one of the lessons from Ted Lasso is, is to be curious, not judgmental. And that's, you know, a huge, if we had to pinpoint the one lesson that, you know, the one scene that I would have to show somebody, uh, you know, sum up Ted Lasso in one scene, it would be the scene about being curious, not judgmental. And so what we do is we take them through the, in our, in our workshop, we take them through the TRSIA assessment that we do as part of our grant work. And we tell them, you know, when you're doing a self-assessment and you're using data, sometimes we, we use data to pinpoint problems instead of using it how we should be using it, which is to be curious, not judgmental about the results we get from it. And so in our SEO work, we really talk about that curiosity and, and not having, not forming judgment about what we're not doing or what we should be doing. And instead, let's be curious about how can we improve. And so we link that back to student achievement data. You know, too often we use student achievement data as a got you for teacher evaluation or we use student achievement data or what we're doing wrong rather than let's be curious about why we're not achieving where we need to be, or let's be curious about what are we doing good and let's celebrate those positivity, uh, positive moments as well. And so, um, you know, everything somehow links back to Ted Lasso and even in that work we're able to do so. And, and we've been able to do this with, I believe we're at what, 58 schools or so in the last two years that we've done this assessment with. We, we bring our teams together every summer and do a week-long intensive SEL summit to take them through and look at their action plan and, and take it from um, kind of rough draft form into implementation. And it really has been a blessing and kind of, you know, life-changing for me in terms of, of what we're able to do to support our school districts and look at, you know, trauma-intensive programming, look at staff self-care, which is what we need to be doing and making sure we're taking care of the adults in the buildings and things that we really have never done before in my career as an educator. Now we're focusing on what I think, you know, should be important. And again, linking it back to Ted Lasso, Ted doesn't always do that, do a good job of that. And we make sure we reference that when we do our presentation as well. Ted doesn't always take care of himself like he should because he's so focused on everybody else in the room. And that's the same thing with our, our leaders and our school districts. We give, we give, we give, and sometimes we put ourselves second and we need to start, you know, shifting the focus and focusing on ourselves because we know teachers, administrators can't do anything for kids or their coworkers unless they're taking care of themselves first. How are you supporting schools who say, okay, we, we know that we need to do more to, you know, make sure our staff are okay? And, you know, what can we do about it? What are specific strategies or practices that schools are putting in place to help support staff self-care? I'll take a stab at this one. I think that the really important part is that we do not go into the school and say, this is what you should do. I think it's vitally important for the person who wants the self-care, you know, wants to improve their self-care, they need to figure out what self-care means for them because it's so individualized. What we do is we go into the schools and we kind of we kind of say, how can we help? So just like Ted says, right, be curious, not judgmental. We want to go in with that curious mind and say, how can we help and listen to what the school needs? And then we find the resources to help support the schools in their journey to staff, self-care, and well-being. One of the really cool things that Matt does is 
as a part of this grant is he helps school districts with that that want a practice and he does something that's really cool called mindful mondays and tell them about that matt <laughs> well all right so uh two mondays a month after school it's all virtual and i get on and demonstrate and take people through five different ways that they can approach wellness or more like self-awareness, right, which is the first of the SEL standards for both Castle and for Illinois. And so we, we start with an intention. So intentions, you know, just having something in the back of your mind that you can refer to and it's like your kind of North Star for the day or the month or the year, you know, just just something that you have guiding you throughout the day that keeps you focused because, you know, we tend to live inside our brains and we get scattered quickly. And so having an intention is a good thing. We also do some breath work to help with grounding. We do some desk yoga because we need to move our bodies. Our bodies were designed to move. And I, I think personally that one of the reasons we're so stressed is because we don't move our bodies enough because moving helps get all those stress chemicals out of our out of our muscles. And then we also uh, go through a mindfulness practice. So whether it's something simple like, you know, writing your name, you know, signing your name, but then going back and really concentrating on each of the lines that you created. So there's a bunch of mindfulness activities. The last thing we do is I finish with a guided meditation and it usually has to do with the theme of the week, which changes every time. Had great responses. At the end of the year, we had more people attend that last week of school than any other time during the year. So <laughs> I consider that a win. <laughs> Sounds like a good way to end a school year. So what are you hearing? What's the reaction been from schools that have engaged with your SEL hub? Well, two weeks ago, we had 16 district teams representing 30 schools for a week-long SEL summit. And by the time they walk out of there, overall, we're hearing refreshing uh, positivity. We're hearing giving them the motivation to get the school year started, helping support the work that they're doing, helping, you know, we're helping put them on the right path for climate and culture, self-care plans, all of those things that, that they're working on. And not, not to toot our own horn, but, you know, when when you do this work throughout the year and you have three, maybe four times, Matt, correct me if I'm wrong, you have people tell you that the work you're doing has given them that nudge they needed because they were contemplating leaving the profession. And they and stayed because of the work that we were helping them do. That's really powerful. So great when you hear from a school who had such a positive experience, and that probably helps to bring other people along. However, if you had an administrator, for example, who didn't attend the session and, and, and hear the excitement, and they just think that SEL is just one more thing on an already full plate, <laughs> what would you say to them? Well, that's usually, that's usually the first response we get from, you know, people that are hesitant. And what we, what we say is, first of all, we're not, we're not here to be one more thing. This is SEL, which means we're, we're here to take things off your plate, and, and we're here to, you know, to be positive addition. So if even having the conversation with that administrator about this program is going to cause stress, that's not what we're here to do. But what we come back with is SEL is the foundation for everything else that we do throughout the year. 
it is not an it is not an extra thing. It is the school improvement plan. It is the evaluation plan. It is the school discipline plan. It is everything we do. It comes down to relationships, and if we're not able to, you know, know how to positively interact and, and positively have that social emotional connection with people and within ourselves, then nothing else we do matters. And so that's kind of what we do. You know, we have teams that come in that are. Um, you know, the trauma team, and they're part of the SEL program. We have teams that come in that are the school improvement team. They're part of the SEL program. We have teams that come in that are the, the, the school climate and culture team, and they're part of the SEL program. And so all of those teams are really SEL teams, even though they call it something different, student assistance program team or whatever they may be, because truly SEL is part of all of that. It's not an add-on. It is an integrated process throughout everything else that we're doing. One of the things that we try to emphasize when we talk to, when we go visit schools or when schools come to us or we're talking to individuals is that SEL is not one more thing. SEL is the one thing. Like we can't run school without it. We've been, we've been doing SEL since humans started interacting with each other, having those relationships, making sure that the community has been built and that we have, you know, communication in place and procedures that are inclusive and welcoming and, and recognized because everyone wants to belong, right? Everyone wants to be heard. No one can argue with that. So I want to ask about SEL and adults. I know that some say that the role of teachers in modeling SEL skills and behaviors is really important. So how can schools provide support and resources for educators to enhance their own emotional intelligence and effectively incorporate it into their classroom? That is the million-dollar question. Go for it, Ryan. You can't teach AP chemistry unless you can build a relationship with your class, and whether you like it or not. But you also can't teach AP chemistry unless you have the skills within yourself to be regulated and to have a relationship at intrapersonal, you know, commitment because we know if we're not self-regulating ourselves, we're not going to be able to work with young people. Teachers that don't have these skills themselves are the ones who are sending the kids down to the office more often. And so we're always going to have those teachers that think that this is hippy-dippy. I'm one of those people that this is hippy-dippy. So I need the reminder, the research, the, you know, this is having, has a direct impact on discipline rates and student achievement data and all of those things that we can pull from research being done by Castle and the research that we're doing locally to show that this impacts. And so another one of the things that I think we really have enjoyed hearing from our SEL teams that we've done this process with is when they get take it back to their schools and they start to slowly integrate this process with their teachers is we hear about those teachers that tell them I'm not a fan of this. I wasn't a fan of this. And they come back a couple months later and they say, I tried these strategies. I'm doing these things with these kids. And I realize that this is important and I need to be doing this because it makes me a better teacher and it helps the kids be engaged and be in my classroom in a better place. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that's been pretty powerful too. Okay. I want to turn it to you too. Is there something that you have found to be helpful in your personal or professional life that you have like learned through doing this work? Being able to be the grant director for this is not something that I saw myself doing three years ago. I was a sitting school superintendent 
I wasn't in a place that I was being a positive leader. You know, I, I, I wasn't healthy. I wasn't happy. I wasn't um, dealing with, with the stress of the job well, and I walked away from the superintendency. To be able to help other people with the practices that I lacked in and be able to work on that myself to be able to better, you know, multiple school districts has truly been a blessing in my life. And so, you know, focusing on myself and making sure that I take care of myself, which is one of the lessons that we do when it comes to the Ted Lasso workshop, is making sure that we're healthy, making sure that we're we're exercising, make sure we're taking care of ourselves, make sure that we're focusing on our mental and physical health. At the end of the day, we can't do anything for our school districts if we're not taking care of ourselves. Uh, because I was one of those educators who walked away from the profession and have um, been blessed enough to be able to be drawn back in it and do this work. And I I'm, I'm love this work and ready to do whatever I can to support educators so that uh, there aren't people like me who, who choose to walk away, that we can keep people in the profession because it is the most important thing that we can do is is to be an educator. So fans of Ted Lasso may be wondering what's going to happen if there's going to be a next season for Ted Lasso. <laughs> but I want to ask you, what's going to happen in the next season for you in the Area 5 SEL hub? Well, we want to see this work continue. That's that's the biggest thing is that it's not just that we're blessed to have ESSER money to fund the SEL hubs. And, and so we don't want – we want to be able to have another season. And so I'm hoping that, you know, we continue to build it. We can build, continue to build capacity and build, you know, a strong network of SEL leaders throughout our Area 5 and then continue to build it from there. One of the cool things that we, uh, we're we helping to coordinate in February, on February 20th, the day after President's Day, uh, will be the first um, Illinois state-wide SEL conference. It will be in Springfield at the Crown Plaza. And so we're going to have uh, three amazing keynote speakers uh, present throughout the day. And then we're going to mix in with those three keynote speakers um, resources, resources and um, more information about the SEL hubs and the REACH process and all of the work that we're doing throughout the state and hope that uh, people can join us in Springfield on February 20th for a 100% free conference that uh, is all about SEL positivity and everything that, uh, as we started this conversation, everything that Ted Lasso stands for. So great. I'm glad you shared that. Um, I was able to attend your Administrator Academy at the Special Education Conference earlier this spring. And as you um, know, I talked to a few attendees after the workshop to ask what their impression was, and I heard so much positive feedback, including one attendee stating that this was the best Administrator Academy she had ever been to. Um, wow. So I think just job well done. I appreciate so much you taking the time to share about this workshop and the SEL work that you're doing. Best wishes going forward. Thanks, Lindsay. You've been listening to Ryan Wamser and Matt Weld, who staff the Area 5 SEL Hub. If you'd like to connect with any of the SEL Hubs, go online to isbe.net slash SEL Hubs. Again, that's isbe.net slash SEL Hubs. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe on Apple or Spotify and share it with your friends. Thanks for listening.